Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. To those guests who've just joined us, welcome. Our next stop is the Magic Kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching our station at the entrance to Main Street, USA, gateway to the seven theme lands of the Magic Kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. This is Justin Monorail. I'm bringing it back. The fake last name. <laughs> and with me today is one other monorail co-pilot, and it is... Samantha, not monorail. Not monorail. I'm just kidding. It's Samantha monorail. <laughs> not monorail was your maiden you... name. Exactly. I just wanted <laughs> to give you a hard time. I like the goofy monikers. Yes, you do. I don't know why. I just think it's fun. So today is October the 1st. What? Yeah, it is officially Halloween season for real. I'm going to put the Halloween decorations out now, okay. right now. I'm going to do it. Yeah. All right, we're done. Record. You record the rest of the show. <laughs> I'm going to go decorate for Halloween. Uh, no. I mean, come on. It doesn't feel like the not-so-scary party was going on that long now since it's already October. Yeah. It's crazy. I know. It's and it's nuts. still hot outside. Still hot. And we're going to talk about the preview for Walt Disney World for October. We'll talk a little bit about the weather because we experienced October at, at Walt Disney World. And um, yeah, we were there the middle of the month yeah, of yeah, October. So we can talk a little bit about what that was like. But uh, I will tell you what they're predicting, at least for this year. Looking ahead using the AccuWeather forecast. Shorts and tank tops is what they're predicting. They don't predict clothes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I predict clothing. Well, this is episode number 24. <laughs> Kiefer Sutherland's going to make a special appearance. And here he is. Oh, that's the cat. But yeah, Kiefer Sutherland, 24. I, know. I feel like we're really random today. 24. <laughs> I got it. We're going to preview October. We're going to talk about events and refurbishments and what to expect. Uh, then we'll go over to M34D, and we're going to talk about the Tomorrowland Speedway. I actually ahead of time put out a question on twitter we got some good interaction so landon and i are very excited to talk about the twitter interaction we got this week and i have the best picture from that by the way whenever garrett was driving i took a selfie with us and i looked like i was freaking out and he's just sitting there driving i'll post it to the twitter you should have put it in the thread already i don't know why you didn't I'll where, do where it. you at i'll do it um and then we're gonna wrap up by talking a little bit more about the not so scary party because i feel like even though Disney has been doing this for a month now, we can officially talk about it. Yes. Because it's October. I mean, we could officially talk about it before. And we have, but we're going to talk more about it. <laughs> for October, there pumpkin, are two, pumpkin, pumpkin. two big events going on <laughs> in the Walt Disney World Resort. The first, of course, is the 2018 International Food and Wine Festival every day at Epcot. Nice. Again, included with your ticket if you have a ticket to the park. And then the other big event for the month is the Not-So-Scary Party, yes. which is essentially going on like almost every day of October. There are one, two, three, four, five, six. There's 18, I think. 18 ah, that's in the month awesome. of October. And people are getting candy at those. They are. Yeah. They, you can go trick-or-treating. That's crazy. <laughs> You're only spending 120 bucks on a little bit of candy <laughs> and rides. Yeah, and rides. It's not that much per person. I know, I'm just messing. Or you're spoiling some of the not-so-scary oh, okay, conversation. Hold it off till later. Got it. So that's really it. In terms of crowds and kind of what you can expect with weather, the first part of October is still a little iffy, if you were to go, because really, we're still in the hurricane season in the first week of October. The sec first and second week, you get uh, some extra crowds in there from fall break. Yeah. A lot of kids going on fall break. Mm -hmm. And then you also have a big spike from Columbus Day. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a busy time. For whatever reason, Columbus Day is a busy time. It's not a real day, though. But you do get a... a some, for some reason, there's a spike right there for Columbus Day. But the second half and like later parts of the month, it starts to cool off a little bit. Not much. It cools off a little bit. And then um, the crowds actually start to kind of loosen up near the end of the month as well. 
So, if you're going to plan to go in October, I, I guess except for like Halloween night, uh, because that's a very busy time in the in the Magic Kingdom park, at least mm-hmm. for the not so scary party. But otherwise, it's it's a pretty good time to go. Yeah, and the weather's really nice. You can just take like a long sleeve T-shirt and put it on. Once yeah, it gets dark. You know, if you go, like I mentioned, you go look at the AccuWeather forecast, you can look at the month of October. Most of the days are like mid to high 80s for a high. It does get kind of cool at night. And when we were there, it did end up like we didn't have serious storms, but it kind of rained off and on the whole time we were there. Yeah, that's like every day in Florida. Though. It is, but this was like continuous kind of rain. Yeah. Like a light continuous rain throughout the day. So that was our experience. But near the end of the month, it starts to cool off a little bit. November's when you really start to see the temperature starting to go down in Orlando, so we can talk more about that later. Pull out your spirit jerseys. That's right. Well, there you just have to suffer through the weather in those because they're awesome. Mm-hmm. You and your, what, what color is it? Rose gold? Yes. Yeah. And just watch the calendar for days as in terms of uh, hours and things like that. But for refurbishments... We don't have a lot that's shut down for the month of October, at least that we know about today. We know in the Magic Kingdom, Stitch is still closed. Oh my gosh, stop. <laughs> uh, and the Liberty Square Riverboat is still closed, but they say it will be returning at the end of December. Okay. And then Epcot, nothing is shut down for the month, uh, except for things that are gone forever. Rest in peace, Universe of Energy. <laughs> and... The Hollywood Studios, Star Wars A Galaxy Far, Far Away is going to be shut down for the month of October. It will return in November. And that's that stage show that we saw. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was cool. Yeah. Uh, Animal Kingdom, the Wildlife Express train that goes to Rafiki's Planet Planet Watch will stop running on October 22nd. Aww. Yeah. But it looks like, you know, I asked the question last week, if, if you don't get to meet Rafiki there, does that mean he's not in the parks anymore? That appears to be not true because I did find uh, Disney released, they had a press release that came out uh, kind of talking about some new magical new and limited time experiences coming to Walt Disney World in 2019. And one of them referred to a 25th anniversary celebration for The Lion King where there's going to be a Hakuna Matata time dance party on Discovery Island, which will feature Timon and Rafiki. Aw, cool. And it says, let your inner animal roam free on the dance floor in this raucous party. Oh, fun. Yeah. That should be interesting. The other thing I do want to say, um, I was corrected from the corrections department. We were talking about Wreck-It Ralph last week, and I was asking why it was that Wreck-It Ralph wouldn't be included in the Pixar Place stuff at Hollywood Studios. Wreck-It Ralph is not Pixar. Oh. Shame on me. Yeah. Slap on the hand. It's not. No, it's not. It's a Disney yeah. Animation Studios movie. It totally looks different but, and everything, too. So. But, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's it's more of the digital animation. A lot of times when I think about the Disney animated features, I don't think about... Like, Moana doesn't come to mind first. Frozen doesn't come to mind first. Those are almost in the bucket of... I could see them being like Pixar movies because they're digital animation. I think of like Princess and the Frog, right? Right. I got to get, get, get out of that habit because obviously they're doing a lot more digital animation for the Disney Studios. So, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Wreck-It Ralph, not Pixar. You had me confused. I corrected Garrett on which one was it that he said was Pixar. And I and then I myself was wrong. Frozen. So. He said what, Did frozen. he say Frozen was mm-hmm. Pixar? Yeah. So, anyway, there you go. But that's why. And just to tell you a little bit more about the Pixar place because there's I, I have a little more information about that. This is at the stu- Hollywood Studios, so Pixar Place is going to be transforming to M- Municiburg City Block. Hmm. Yeah, at the end of the block, a party will be held in honor of Mr. Incredible, Miss Incredible, and Frozone to celebrate their super deeds. And then you'll be able to meet Edna Mode, which would be cool. She'll yeah. have a meet and greet location. And then um, apparently you'll be able to look for clues on the whereabouts of the youngest Incredible, the mischievous and multi-powered Jack-Jack. And then somewhere else, it doesn't say specifically where, in Hollywood Studios, there will be a door to the Monster World where you'll go get to meet Mike and Sully. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Huh. Monsters, Inc. Yeah. Pixar. I I, I know that. (laughs) (laughs) Just so we're clear. So shout out to TTA Travelers. Nick definitely called me out on, on... the Wreck-It Ralph fact, and uh, good. Keep me in line. I need yes. people keeping me in line. 
I like to tell him he's wrong all the time as well. I don't mind being told I'm wrong. It's all right. I think I'm right most of the time, but you know, on the rare occasion where I get a fact, oh come on, a little bit, uh, oh god, incorrect. It's okay to call me now. Come on. Yeah, that's that's what's going on in October. Those are the main things. I thought October was a good time to visit, and we went. We did go right in the middle of the month when, yeah. when we went uh, back in 2014, and I felt like weather weather was kind of up and down that's one of the things like you i think as you get into october and november if you're going to walt disney world it makes it a little more difficult to plan your clothing to pack just because you don't know if you're going to have like one of those really cold nights you probably should bring a spirit jersey or two mm-hmm. but you you're still going to need your shorts and t-shirts and probably bring a poncho well i remember uh when we went and you know, looking at old pictures the other day, I was wearing shorts and tank tops on you, every yeah, day. Most of the most of the time we were, but I remember walking around and there were at night times. and being kind of chilly. Yeah, there were a couple times we were cold. Yeah, and then I remember too. There was a there were a couple of days where it was just overcast most of the day. Yeah, and kind of rained off and on. So it's just unpredictability of Florida weather. It's it's just how it is, but that's okay. You're in the happiest place on earth, so you can put up with a little funky weather. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for the preview. And I say, why don't we go ahead and hop on over to the M34D? Cool. Sounds good. All right. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. This is Disney Deep Dive with the Dawes, and joining me, as he always does, because it wouldn't be Disney Deep Dive with the Dawes without him, is Landon, the Dawes Doan. Welcome to the Monorail, sir. Uh, It's always a pleasure to join you on this bright and shiny Monday morning, or it could be overcast, or it could be rainy. It could be night when you're listening to this, but regardless, it's always a pleasure to be here. Could be a Tuesday. Mm -hmm. It could be a Wednesday. You know, I've noticed that, of course... Our our day with the most downloads is typically Monday, but we've got we got a pretty good uh, Tuesday, like a second day download track record. So, uh, but Thursdays, forget about it. No one listens on a Thursday. Uh, <laughs> yeah, everybody knows you don't listen to podcasts on Thursdays. People, that's people just have better things to do on a Thursday. Quite honestly, I guess um, that's okay. No worries. <laughs> so, what are we doing today? We are continuing our conversation about day one attractions at the Magic Kingdom Park, and today. We have come to um, what I would call a attraction that can kind of incite some some serious opinions and emotions in people. Um, I, I, I guess it doesn't surprise me because I think everybody in one way or another has some nostalgia and some uh, good memories about pretty much everything that they've experienced, especially if they experienced it when they were younger at the Walt Disney World Resort. So it's I think it's no surprise that there are going to be people who, who come out and in support of some of these older attractions that we might, some of us might feel like maybe need an upgrade or a rebrand or a total retirement um, <laughs> in some cases. So today, that attraction is the Tomorrowland Speedway in Disney's Tomorrowland. Yeah, it's go-karts at Disney World, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's the And you know what? In true Disney style, it's the illusion of racing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it's some of that Disney magic we talk so much about. It really is. Um, and I, I was really excited to see that people wanted to voice their opinions on this on Twitter. Um, I did go out and ask for people to speak up if they wanted to tell us their thoughts on the Tomorrowland Speedway. I love the fact that people did that, and we're going to get to that in the second part of this third segment, or second segment, second part, second segment, uh, part B, subsection, well, subsection A. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're going to get to that because I think that's really interesting stuff, and that's where we're going to have some fun with this. But to get started, let's do what we always do. Let's lay it out. So what is the Tomorrowland Speedway? Well, it's just as our good buddy the Dawes just said, it's go-karts at Disney World. So Ta-da. it is. But I will say this, one thing about it. Um, you know, being a day one attraction and inspired by Autopia at Disneyland, 
before it ever made it to Disney World. This is another one of those things that I think makes Walt proud because when you think about little kids, you know, one of the things that they think is really cool is being able to drive cars because that's mm-hmm. something for them that is so far in the future that, you know, it almost feels like they're never going to get there. And, and especially when they're when they're little tykes running around. I, I know, hey, I was a Hot Wheels kid. I loved Hot Wheels. Actually, absolutely. more specifically, I loved Micro Machines. Um, that was really my... That, that hit the sweet spot for me. Those were nice, but way too easy to lose. Or swallow. <laughs> or swallow. I mean, I wasn't going to get into that, but yes, you, you. it's much easier to swallow a micro machine than it is a Hot Wheel. Yeah. Just, just take note, kids. It's easier. Actually, don't. <laughs> easier. Not saying you can't swallow a Hot Wheel. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, don't take that as a challenge. Oh, no, I'm not asking you all to do it. Um, but anyway, so... There's definitely an appeal for kids. They see these cars, you know, they have that satisfying engine rumble, um, that sweet-smelling exhaust. Am I right, everybody? (laughs) Oh, boy, breathe it in, everybody. Yeah, yeah, enjoy (laughs) it. Uh, Soak it up. So, you know, the kids see it, and and it's cool. It's something that they can do. You know, the the parents get to be the passenger, and the kids get to hold that steering wheel and drive. And really, it's a totally safe thing because, yes, it's on a course. It's on a guardrail. These cars do not go very fast at all. Um, in fact, do we know the speed? Is that something that we found in our research? Like, how fast do these do these cars get up to? Aha! Here it is. Quick Google research always comes through. The track is about 2,000 feet, and the cars travel, I love this answer, at a death-defying 7 miles per hour. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to that whole... Um Disney magic of giving you the feel of, of speed. Yeah, Google never fails me. I'm telling you, <laughs> just in a, in a podcast, another podcast in another life, we were talking about uh, Paul Blart Mall Shark, and just I'll just tell you, if you want to Google that phrase, it will <laughs> it will reap benefits for you. Yes, um, you will not be disappointed. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so if you want to do the math, I'm gonna hey. Listen, I'm a I'm a math magician over here. Two thousand feet, seven miles per hour. I'm thinking this ride lasts about four minutes and a half. You know, um, and I get well, that you because would be correct or close to being correct. Uh, the duration is five minutes and ten seconds. Yeah, see, there you go. Uh, depending on your source, because my source is saying four and four forty-five. So I guess it just depends on: Are you really putting that pedal down to the metal the whole time? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> are, are you hell bent for speed? Yeah. It's a Disney uh, go kart ride. Right. So let's talk a little bit about the history of this ride. Um, again, we mentioned it's an opening day attraction at Walt Disney World. It was originally called the Grand Prix Raceway, and it was sponsored appropriately by Goodyear. And they Goodyear actually supplied all the tires on the Mark Seven vehicles, as they called them. Apparently, over the years, this ride the the, the track length has been shortened three different times. Did you know that? Uh, I did know that, and I think it's interesting that the reason it, that the track link has been shortened was to go to the construction of some more iconic uh, attractions at Disney, the first one being Space Mountain. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. And then um, the final curve was shortened back in 2012 when they moved Dumbo. And right there in the middle, speaking of iconic Disney attractions, uh, nobody is going to forget about Mickey's Toontown Fair. <laughs> it sounds like you forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So so all of it was for construction or movement of attractions. And, you know, it's actually uh, kind of a coincidence that we're talking about that because it's about to shut down again. And there probably are going to be track adjustments when it does shut down for the up-and-coming Tron light cycle power run that I am so excited for. Yeah. Now we're talking. Yeah. Those, those are the type of go-karts I want to be riding at Disney World. Yeah. I, and actually, before they ever had the um, or came out and announced that this was officially coming to Tomorrowland, and, and I think it fits perfectly in Tomorrowland, it's, it's, oh, yeah. the, it's the kind of like fantasy future that I think Tomorrowland should really embrace, in my opinion. Because I love Tomorrowland. It has a very special place in my heart. It might be my favorite land in Walt Disney World. But when you go there, sometimes you feel like, gosh, it just, it feels like it's looking for an identity. It's looking for a direction. And I think you can point to things like Stitch's Great Escape as an example. The classic. Right. Um, and, And so I just think that when it was originally conceived, they were thinking about this kind of, 
uh, futuristic world of like a serial um, sci-fi kind of a look. Everything was chrome and it was all like danger will robinson and you know mm-hmm. that that kind of a concept which is cool and i personally think it's timeless but eventually you know you get to the point where people are like well this isn't what the future looks like we're gonna yeah. have to reimagine it right so that is always going to be the problem with Tomorrowland. so instead of trying to chase that and always having to kick the ball down the field 10 20 30 years or whatever we're doing embrace that fantasy tomorrow that we are probably never going to have. I mean, I know we've kind of talked about it before. I would love if somehow it was possible for them to do it to bring in a lot more um, Marvel to the East Coast. Um, oh, absolutely. And then and then embrace the Stark Industries kind of tomorrow um, in Tomorrowland. I think that would be so cool. Or heck, you could draw in some of the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff. I mean, like, what's, what's more tomorrow and futuristic than space travel? Exactly. I think that just naturally when you build a land around the future there are going to be things that we either catch up to or just become non-realistic and that's mm-hmm. and that's fine there can be elements of that but i i just i think that you can't you can't try to go with because really the, the whole idea of of disney is adventure and, and fantasy and and living in a world that we don't live in today whether it be going to the past present or future and so that's why i think they really need to to go down that path that being- yeah, I can't disagree with anything you said. I'm, and and talking on like you know, if you want to build something on the future, if you date it eventually, we're you're going to see it be like, oh, this isn't what the future looks like at all. I mean, just look at back, uh, back to the Future. <laughs> That's too. where I was going. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, it's not necessarily a bad thing. And and I do think if Disney would decide to just be like, let's 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 design the future that, that we think we want or uh, not necessarily design the future of what we think is going to happen i think i think that would be a smart move for disney yeah for sure so um yeah i think we're on the same page there yeah i'm looking at you back to the future too 2015 <laughs> come on come on 2015 we've been there it wasn't like that <laughs> and right up until a couple years ago they predicted that the cubs were going to win a world series yeah, come on give me a break <laughs> Crazy that that almost happened in 2015. By the way, yes, as a Cubs fan, I, like it was very surreal, and I'm I'm, I'm glad it, it came a year later. So yeah, go Cubs. yeah. So I want to talk really quickly about other versions of the Tomorrowland Speedway in Tokyo Disneyland. Uh, the ride was known as Grand Circuit Raceway. Uh, the ride actually opened in 1983 with the park and stayed unchanged. It was originally sponsored by Bridgestone, and there was a grandstand for visitors to watch the races. Which mm, is, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And then it actually closed in 2017 to make for make way for the Beauty and the Beast themed area, which probably was a good choice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in Disneyland Paris, the attraction opened when Euro Disneyland opened in 1992, and they used the name Autopia. It, but they made the cars feature a little more toy-like kind of a theme with a 50s retro theme. Not a bad idea. Um, and the ride lasted about seven to nine minutes, sponsored by Ford. Wow, seven to nine minutes. Yeah, a little bit longer. Um, and then in Hong Kong Disneyland, it was uh, the first Disneyland-style park to open without an Autopia. And then in uh, summer of t- 2006, uh, the as part of the Phase 1 expansion, it actually opened with, like, it, it in- included an Autopia. Um, <laughs> but now, since it only lasted about 10 years, and it's being uh, replaced with a Marvel ride. That's interesting that uh, Hong Kong Disneyland decided to retroact or not retroactively after the fact install an Autopia. That's that's just weird in my opinion. Yeah, and it didn't last too long. But no, I mean a decade. But what's interesting about that one is that um, Honda sponsored the Hong Kong version. I mean, <laughs> you would think if Honda was going to sponsor one, it would have been Tokyo's. But what do I know? <laughs> yeah, you're just a podcast host, right? All right. So I think we've covered all the minutia and the and the facts about this ride. I think now it would be a good idea to move on to our discussion that we had with our Diz Twitter fam. So I did send out a tweet earlier this week, and I let you all know that this was going to be the topic on M34D this week. And I said, what are your thoughts on the Speedway? Should it be reworked, rebranded, retired, or do you love it exactly as it is? And as you can imagine, we all agreed Right? Yes, absolutely. That's what happens when you get on Twitter. Everybody agrees with you. The, the internet is amazing. It's like we're all holding hands, singing Kumbaya, and we all agree on everything. No, of course mm-hmm. that's not the case. <laughs> um, so let's get to it. I mean, we did get a lot of interactions on this, and, and we'll just kind of walk through them and, and bounce some ideas around. So 
Um, we uh, one of our first interactions was from uh, Twitter handle uh, Dars uh, Darison Hurston at Darison Hurston. Nailed it. Yeah, and uh, they said it's super fun and it smells and <laughs> it's correct. So so they it love it smell. obviously, um, but they have a problem with the smell. So. You know, that's something that might be able to be, be resolved with one of these ideas coming up in a moment. Nicole Edwards, at Nicole Edwards 25 on Twitter, said she loves it, but she would like a Cars theme. And that suggestion was shared, actually, with uh, at Shorty Stuff 2003 Sarah uh, Tittlebaum said that her son loves it, but maybe it should be rebranded, reworked to Cars, like the movie. And that's something that I've heard in the past, and I really don't think it's a bad idea. You know, the more the more that you can incorporate something that people can like latch onto because now not only is it a ride we enjoy, but it's but you get to ride with Lightning McQueen or maybe Jackson Storm or who Cruz Ramirez. I mean, all that would be pretty cool. I I don't know if you, um, Landon, are are as big a fan as the Cars movies as as I am, but I really enjoy those characters. Yeah, I know you you aren't a Mater guy. <laughs> no, no, I am I am not a Mater guy, but I I do think it would be a smart idea to rebrand it with with the Cars. Uh, property because i mean it's a disney property and you own it so why don't you use it and especially on an attraction like this that is driving cars yeah you so, know it makes a lot of sense yeah i was sorry. just sorry i was just gonna say they could even talk to you while you drive them that would be that cool. could be cool yeah so you get kind of a different experience like if, if they were different cars characters you know you've got owen wilson you're driving around a corner and he's going wow you know oh wow it took that <laughs> turn really fast uh, ciao <laughs> So I, I'm on board with this. Yeah. Um, and then we got another really good suggestion from our good friend Nick Salcedo at TTA underscore team underscore lead on Twitter. And he said, what about an update with a sponsor like Tesla to showcase cars run on battery powered uh, by energy from the sun? Uh, wouldn't that be more suited for Tomorrowland and it would smell better? So there's the solution to the smell. <laughs> and here's the thing. I love this idea in so many ways because, first of all, I'm a Tesla fan. Um, I know, <laughs> I know, Elon's been doing a little crazy stuff lately, and he's in a, a bit of hot water with the SEC. Um, Just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but I do think that the vision of that company and we were talking about this just before we started and, and I'll give you credit Lane, and you were saying this that the vision of Tesla being such a futuristic change the world kind of company really ties in well with kind of Walt's vision for the future absolutely and uh, I, I think it was more so with, with Epcot that would apply but yeah. at the same time I think that would be a good marriage between Disney and Tesla yeah it would it would I, I think that I love, I've always said, I, I really wish my next car could be a Tesla. I Not only do I like the idea of being able to plug my car in and never go to a gas station again, I, I am all on board with um, self-driving autonomous cars. If I, never, the, yeah. if I never had to drive myself anywhere again, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. And here's a concept that I would love to give you. Let's build on this idea. Okay, Tesla's the sponsor. You get these fancy electric cars. You put the solar panels on them to make them self-sufficient so you don't ever have to recharge them. But the other thing that you can do is put a button in there that if people want to press it, it'll drive itself. That'd be cool. I love it. I would do it. <laughs> and then you just get to kick back, put your hands behind your head, and enjoy a leisurely, death-defying seven-mile-per-hour trip. <laughs> around that 2000 foot track. So, I mean, I, I think that would be cool. Um, the only thing that I'm thinking is one of the things that's so fun about go-karts go and you have to admit it's satisfying to get in one of those things and hear the rumble of the engine and, mm -hmm. and you, you know, and that's part of it, you know, um, being able to press the gas and hear that blub, 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 like it's just, it's, it's cool. So you could do that artificially. Like, oh, easily. Yeah. You know, give it, give it a little rumble, Kate, a, a little rumble, uh, uh, functionality in there like some sort of a device in the front or back make it shake and make it make the noises that makes everybody happy and if you want to like pump out some uh, <laughs> some like mist or fog or something do that too because <laughs> if people want to you know if people want to see that as part of the experience but I don't know I really love that idea I think that it's fantastic so and I love all those ideas uh, really but but obviously people don't want it to go away we didn't hear anyone say that um it, that that opinion is really just yours. <laughs> yeah, apparently I have the unpopular opinion. <laughs> but I mean, I, I I do see why people enjoy this, it's especially you, you mentioned it earlier. Like like for the little ones, like I think I, I think it's a rule that if you're if you're small, 
you have to love cars or going fast. So, I mean, like with, with the height restriction of being 32 inches, practically everybody that goes into Disney can ride this attraction. So I do see the appeal for it. Just, you know, not my jams, so to speak. Yeah, and that's okay. You know, Disney's got to have something for everybody, and you don't have to love everything they have. Exactly, yeah. It, uh, it's fine to have uh, differing opinions. You hear that, the Internet? <laughs> <laughs> so I want to give uh, one more shout-out, because we did not mention. Um, we, did, we, did, we got a quote tweet from Dillo's Diz, and um, in, in this case, they were in full support of just keeping it exactly as it is. And I think we can credit Mr. Frank Cardillo with saying <laughs> he even put a Wayne's World meme um, attached to it. We fear change. Leave, <laughs> leave it exactly as it. Hey, listen, I get it. I get it, man. Because I'm that way about so many things. Um, and, and, and it's just it tends to be that I think I would appreciate just an upgrade. Like, I don't, I don't necessarily want it to go away. I just want them to upgrade it, keep it up with the times, make it feel like tomorrow when you ride those cars. You know, that's, yeah. that's kind of where I'm at. So, but thank you all so much. I, I really appreciate you hopping in on this and participating. It This is this is a lot of fun. I think if we can anticipate the things that we're going to be, because we don't always know what attraction we're going to talk about that week. But if we can do that, I might just have to make more of a habit of trying to get people to, to join in with us and talk about it. So, go ahead. Yeah, that would be a uh, welcome addition to the uh, M34D. It would, for sure. So, uh, all right. Well, I think that's about it for today. Landon, you had anything else, or did we cover it? I think we've covered everything. And uh, besides, here's my stuff. I'm going to jump off here and uh, go go far, far away at seven miles an hour. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I'll uh, I'll be right behind you on foot, so I'll catch you in a few minutes. So uh, <laughs> thanks for joining me, as always. If you all want to catch more of Landon, and I know you do, first of all, I, I you have to go to his website. And that website is buttmuchchips.com because that is the one-stop shop for all Landon content. It's going to direct you to his Game of Thrones podcast called Game of Thrones Talk, or Got Talk, as well as his podcast about wrestling called Near Fall Radio. And actually... Nearfall Radio on the iTunes store. You can get it. Go out there and get it. Download it, rate it, review it, and I'm sure Landon would, would enjoy it. And actually, if you give us if you actually give us a review and I know who it is, that means I have to do a live wrestling promo <laughs> on one of the episodes. I'll do it. Listen, I don't mind doing it. Put me on the spot. I'm good with it. So uh but uh Landon, thanks again. We will catch you next week. Alright, looking forward to it, buddy. Welcome back to the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. This is the third and final segment for our 24th episode on October 1st. And today, we're just going to do a little more discussion around the not-so-scary party. For, for those of you who are like us and you're big fans of Halloween, what better place to celebrate it than the Magic Kingdom in Walt Disney World? And the, the not-so-scary party of all the ticketed events, I really feel like this is the thing that I would love to go try sometime. Oh yeah, definitely. Like the the merry the very merry Christmas party is appealing. I think that would be fun. Um and I and I would do it, but I would put this ahead of that. Yeah. Um and actually now that we've done the after hours, I honestly don't think that I would do that again. I personally. Don't, I don't think I need to. I think that was fine what yeah. we did. We experienced it. Yeah, so. we've we've done it, so we can cross that off the list. Um if they ever, I, I told you, if they ever do a 24 hours thing again, I want to do it though. Oh God. That one might be a hit. Like if I had to pick, I think I might want to do that. But well, anyway. We'll have to stay pretty close because I'm going to need to go take a nap. Yeah. We, well, if we were going, we could, you know, we could do like a two night stay, stay at the contemporary, just ride the monorail, take a nap. Oh, you're such a dreamer. I know, <laughs> but I'm not the only one. Um, all right. So here is some information that I got from the Undercover Tourist. They're our friends on Twitter, and they are a great resource for a lot of information. If you're looking for information about any of the hard-ticketed events, really anything at Walt Disney World, I really recommend checking out Undercover Tourist. You should follow them on Twitter, and um, they've supported us, 
I want to support them, not that they need it, because they have a huge following, millions and millions of follower, followers on Twitter. Millions um, and millions. Yeah, but really good information. They do some really good blogs, and they always have deals that you can click on as well. And they have a crowd cl- calendar if you want to check and see uh, what you can, what you w- might expect the crowds to be like when you're traveling to Disney. That's always helpful. It is. So, first, let's start with prices. Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party prices. The tickets start at seventy dollars for children age three to nine, and then seventy-five for those over ten. Now, it it does vary, um, and on the especially busy nights, like especially Halloween, it's more than that. Yeah, I would say so. I want to say it it might be 90 bucks. It may be more than that on Halloween. How many hours is the Not So Scary? Well, you can get in starting at 7. No, no, no. I'm sorry. The park closes from 7 to midnight. You can get in starting at 4. Okay. Yeah, so it's 8 hours. That's how... I feel like the Pirates and Princesses party was like that. Mm Mm-hmm. It probably was. I think they do a lot of these after-hours parties the same way, except ours wasn't. We For the after-hours magic, we got in at 7, and we were there till 1. Yeah. So for us, it was then um, 6 hours, mm-hmm. but you actually get 8 if you take advantage of getting in at 4 um, for the not-so-scary party. Yeah. So you get more time, and the tickets are cheaper. What were we doing? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. I don't know why we didn't go again in October. I don't know. Let's talk about costumes, because people like to dress up to go to the not-so-scary party, but you have to keep in mind that there are some guidelines for individuals, especially those people uh, 14 and up. So here are general not-so-scary party costume guidelines. It says, first of all, you need to dress appropriately. Oh, come on. And no, no slutty nurses, please. What? Uh, Disney can... Uh, All ladies' costumes thrown out the window. Yeah, now. I know. Disney kidding. can deny admission to anyone that they feel like it. Um, it says guests may dress as their favorite characters, but they shouldn't pose for pictures or autographs, of course. That's that's a big no-no. Yeah. You shouldn't do that. Costumes should be family-friendly. I think we covered that with appropriateness. Um, they shouldn't contain weapons that resemble or could be mistaken for real weapons. Oh. That's just a general safety thing. Yeah. No sharp or pointy objects. And guests who do not abide by the guidelines or um, they may be refused entry or removed unless the costume can be modified. For guests 14 and up, layered costumes or costume props that surround the entire body are strongly discouraged. Um, Costumes may not reach or drag the ground. Oh, I bet I couldn't wear my refrigerator costume. Probably not. Hmm. Capes should not go below the waist. That's like a Lando cape. Lando Calrissian. His capes usually don't go below the waist. They're like a waist cape. Yeah. Uh, Themed t-shirts, shirts, sweatshirts, and hats are acceptable. Transparent wigs, plastic lightsabers, toy swords, and tutus are okay. Headwear must not cover the face. Transparent wigs. What does that mean? I have no idea. That's interesting. Oh, you know what would help if I was reading it correctly? It's wings. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) i'm getting old people oh gosh Um, here's one super no-no masks are not allowed no masks okay um for but if you're 13 and under costumes and some masks may be worn but they shouldn't cover the entire face eyes must be visible like a mini mask could like i mean not mini mouse like a little mask on a little kid's face like if he's zorro or something like kids know who zorro is but you know yeah. what i'm saying well, or mr incredible yeah yeah that's a more okay current reference what? <laughs> i'm not even that old or any of the incredibles they all wear those eye masks yes i'm struggling with masks today it's okay say it how do you say it mask no plural mask is <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's both and then you do, so you do have to have a lanyard once you're in there. So, you know, when you're going in, if you're entering the park at four o'clock, you want to, you're going to want to stop at, you know, a distribution place before you enter and get your, oh, they're, I'm sorry, they're wristbands. Beginning at six o'clock inside the park, you can find different stations where you can actually go and get your wristband. But if you don't have a wristband after seven, you're going to get kicked out, quote unquote. Yeah. I don't know how much they enforce it because honestly they for the after hours party it wasn't until what, midnight? Yeah. When actually we... it seemed like people were getting kicked out. Right. 
Yeah. But we were getting in the fast pass lane, but it still we didn't help that much. Yeah. And then you get a not-so-scary party map, which will be important because it'll tell you all about the treat locations. Oh my gosh, I want some of those treats. Yeah, this, the event merchandise, specialty food, and uh, the entertainment for the night. So you definitely want to get your hands on a party map. Um, Fast Pass Plus is not available during the party, but you usually aren't going to need it because the crowds are much smaller. Right. So typically you're going to be able to just walk on whatever the rides, whatever rides are running because not everything's running. Um, show times, the Boo to You Halloween Parade goes twice, once at 9.15, once Boo at 11. Boo to you. Okay. Boo to you. It's the song. 9.15 and 11.15. Now, the 9.15 one is going to be very crowded. 11.15 is usually easier to find a good spot without having to stand somewhere for an hour. So that's just a little tip. Halloween, Hallowishes Fireworks, 10.15. You're going to want to catch that. I don't know if you've seen pictures or videos of the Hallowishes fireworks, but they look so cool. And the, the way they light up the castle, they make it look super spooky. That's cool. It's nice. And then there's a Hocus Pocus Villain Spectacular. Oh, wow. At 8.30, 10.45, and then midnight. Very cool. Yeah. Not so scary party characters and locations. Main Street, USA. You can meet Mickey Mouse in his costume at the Town Square Theater. Liberty Square is where Jack Skellington and Sally will be which would be so cool. Mm -hmm. Fantasyland. Oh, there's a long list of people you can meet in Fantasyland. Anastasia and Drizella. Seven Dwarfs. Rapunzel. Queen of Hearts. Alice, Tweedledee, Tweedledum, and Mad Hatter. Pooh, Eeyore, Piglet, and Tigger. Dressed in Halloween costumes. Er Ariel and Eric. Belle and Gaston. Minnie Mouse in a Halloween costume. Why Belle and Gaston? Hold on a second. Roll that back. What? Why Belle and Gaston? Why not her beast? And beast? Yeah. I bet it's individual. They're, maybe they're not together. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> um, Cinderella, Cruella DeVille, Daisy Duck in a Halloween costume. Of course, because she's fabulous. Yes. Princess Tiana, Princess Elena, Goofy in a Halloween costume, and Donald in a Halloween costume. In Tomorrowland, you can meet Lotso and Stitch in an Elvis costume. That's cool. And then in Adventure Adventureland, you've got Tarzan, Jane, and Turk. Moana, Captain Jack Sparrow, Aladdin, Abu, Genie, Jasmine, and Jafar. I mean, a lot of characters you don't typically get to see. Right. And I think the longest line you're going to see is for Jack and Sally. That's one of those you have so to. Cool. Yeah, you've got to line up like right in the beginning. Otherwise, you're going to be waiting like most of the party right. to meet them. So, because they don't come out otherwise. So. They do have a list. I recommend you go check out the Undercover Undercover Tourist blog for the Mickey Not-So-Scary Party because they do have a list of the rides that are open and then also the new experiences for this year. And we had talked about this on a previous podcast, but the thing that I think is, is so cool is that they, for the party, add live actors to Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, that's cool. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, so definitely adds a little bit. I mean, that's a great ride anyway, but... And then you've got like special characters outside the Haunted Mansion that make it kind of special. They don't do an overlay of the Haunted Mansion, um, but there's some interactive ghosts floating around um, that you can interact with, so that that's pretty neat. And the other thing is the um, the now this year for Space Mountain, they're making like a, a spooky Space Mountain. It's not exactly what they're doing at Disneyland, because okay. I guess it's a little different because... Um, the Disneyland Space Mountain has like onboard audio and the Disney World version doesn't. Okay. So they can't do the same thing with the soundtrack and then some of the visuals are a little different. So it's not exactly like, what do they call it? I can't, like Ghostly Galaxy or something is what they call it, Disneyland. I don't know. Uh, but it's not exactly that. <laughs> I said it was that. I said I thought it was going to be that. I don't think it's that. Okay. Don't listen to anything I say. Yeah. I think that's the what we've learned from this podcast No today. misinformation, please. Yeah. I'm just going to count the um, treat locations here. 7, 9, 13, 17. There's 17 treat locations. In that Maleficent That's the free line. candy. That's I'm talking about the, where you go to get the free candy. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then, of course, they've got the special treats. I, I think me and McKenna agreed that one of the things that sounds the best is the buffalo chicken nachos that you can get from uh, Pecos Bill. Mm-hmm. Mm I mean, yeah. Sounds good, but that's not what I would be running for. No, I know you. You, but the Maleficent ice cream you can get during the day too. Well, I think the only reason why I wouldn't run for the Pecos Bill one is because I don't want to eat there ever again. <laughs> you just hold 
the past against it, and you shouldn't. Mm. It wasn't Pecos Bill's fault. It was mine. I um, still don't want to go. Here are some tips. Let's wrap it up with the tips okay. from Undercover Tourist. Wear a costume, because that's going to make it more fun. Keep it light. It's probably going to be uncomfortable if you wear a heavy costume with a lot of layers and things like that. Nah, I'll go as Darth Vader. Bring your own trick-or-treat bag. You do receive a treat bag, but they're kind of small. So okay. if you bring your own, you can definitely pack in some more treats. Get there early. I mean, like we said, the party starts at 7, but you can get in at 4. You might as well get in your extra hours. Um, and visit the most in-demand characters first. So that's Jack and Sally, full show. Um, and, and if there are other rare ones that you know that you want to meet that you don't typically get to, it's saying this year some of the most exclusive, Jack and Sally, the Seven Dwarfs, and Moana. Yeah. So Jack and Sally were out as early as 6 p.m. this year, so that might help to, to get in there early and line up for that. And stake out your parade location. If you're going to go to the earlier parade, it says you need to find your spot an hour ahead of time. And the parade, the parade looks so cool, though. An hour ahead of time, You get though. to see the Headless Horseman ride down Main Street. I mean, that's cool, that's but you cool. lose an hour of ride time. You do, yeah. And then don't forget Hallowishes, of course. And it says, don't spend too much time waiting for the ride overlays. So I guess what that means is, if you can ride Space Mountain when you get in there at 4, and go ahead and do it instead of waiting till 7. Like, just get it done. So that's yeah. it. Really good stuff. Yeah. Undercover tourists, like I said, great resource. We shamelessly ripped them off today, but giving them all kinds of credit. So appreciate them and everything that they do and, and show them some love. Um, I will tweet at them uh, after this episode comes out to say big shout out to undercover tourists. So Yeah, they put a lot of hard work into what they do. Yep. So props. I didn't give you a chance. I usually ask you after we come back from M34D what you think about the ride that we were discussing. So today we were discussing the Tomorrowland Speedway. And I know you were saying you, you've got a good picture that you want to put on the thread, but you didn't really say, do you feel like the Tomorrowland Speedway is still good like it is, or do you think they ought to change it up? What do you think? Um, I think it could use some refurb. Uh, definitely, like... A little boring when I wrote it with Garrett, but well, he was it goes having... a blazing seven miles an hour. Okay, <laughs> he was having fun, and so one thing's for sure: it... Garrett was little when we went, mm -hmm. and he got to drive it. Yeah, and he felt pretty cool getting to drive it around. Right. Um, and the picture that I have of us, like I'm making like a scared face, but I think he, I. I can't remember, but I think he's smiling. I think he had a pretty good time driving it around. I think he had his like intense race face on. Yeah, I can't remember, <laughs> but um, but I think it's good for kids. Um, they could probably do something, maybe like cars or something with mm -hmm. it. Um, Popular recommendation. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, I or, I don't know. Just do something to make it different, make yeah. it better. I heard you talking about the Tesla thing. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think that really goes with Disney. And although I admire and appreciate your obsession with this electric car thing, it's not going to work. So, um, <laughs> don't make that face at me. It just doesn't fit. Okay. So, um, unless you know insider knowledge from Elon Musk and the Disney people. I just think you could make the cars like super futuristic looking and give them the electric engines. And yeah, sure, but it's not going to happen. You, I, well, probably not. It's just a good idea. Shout I out can't to Nick. see them putting together a joint venture to make that work. No, so. but they they have sponsors all the time for their rides. Yeah, I, I mean, and then and then they usually you know the sponsor somehow isn't involved in the ride. Uh, like for example, now Ziploc is well. I think it's SC Johnson is sponsoring Splash Mountain, so you get Ziploc bags to put your cell phones in. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, it would cost a lot for a Tesla, although Elon Musk likes to throw his money around. So, um, but it would cost a lot for them to actually put that together. It would. It so yeah, maybe. But I think that they would donate the cars. It's it'd be a huge advertising opportunity for them. Well, I'm just saying. They need it right now. And and you get the, in the kids' heads early. To you know, buy Teslas. To buy Teslas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, 
Sorry if I insulted you and, Me? and no? the guy on Twitter uh, that suggested the guy. it. The, the Nick. The, the one, Nick. One of our two Nicks. Yeah. The, I'm sorry. I don't know who it was. So. It was um, it was the Nick. The Nick. <laughs> uh, not the Mick. That's a that was a TV show yeah, that failed. Not that hateful lady. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Cars. It could be cars. cars. Okay. I really do think before they decided to put in the um, the Tron light cycle power run thing that they're putting in, I thought it would be cool if they just redid the cars like light cycles or made yeah. them like Tron cars. That'd be cool. Yeah. That would have worked too. Make them all lit up in neon and stuff going yeah. around. That'd be fun. At night it would be really cool. It would be cool. But uh, alas, it is not to be. So... That's going to do it for today. I don't have anything else. We don't have Garrett for a final thought, so what's your final thought? Oh, why? Um, me? Mm -hmm. Uh, my final thought. I don't know. I don't have one. I have a lot of homework to do. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, go do your homework, and I want to thank all of you out there for listening and being a part of this show and, and interacting with us throughout the week. You can always send us questions, comments, feedback, anything that you would like on Twitter at Morning Monorail. Follow our Instagram at Monday Morning Monorail. I don't know how that works. Just find us. We're on we're on Instagram, and I post I try to post pictures all the time. Go check it out. We have a Facebook fan page you can like, and we have an email Monday Morning Monorail at gmail dot com. Yeah, we have a voicemail. Voicemail, and Justin takes care of all of that social media. He's doing a great job. Ah, I do okay. You do good. I, I just appreciate I really like interacting with people and talking about this throughout the week. That way I don't bug you with it all the time. I mean, I don't mind to talk to people. <laughs> I'm just very No, I mean, busy. talk. I'm not talking your, your ear off about Disney every day. I know. Because I get to do it with people out there. But I like to interact in with people, interwebs. too. I just don't have time. Mm, no time. There's. Are you so excited? Don't take caffeine pills. Oh, my gosh. I'm done. <laughs> okay. All right. That'll do it for us. We'll see you next week. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for riding with us today. We hope you enjoyed the journey, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Until then, we want to hear from you. Send us questions, comments, and suggestions on Twitter at Morning Monorail. Our email address is mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. You can also call our voicemail at 407-917-2144. As we approach the station, gather your belongings, and please watch your step as you exit. <laughs> See y'all.